When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one, yeah, we ready right now. It's about time. Welcome back to Command Time with Kayla and DT. This is the Bears recap show. And Kayla, I'm not going to lie, did the pod by myself the other day. I gave out some things that I wanted to see, some things I expected to see. If there was anyone who was going to put 40 on the Bears, I truly felt like I was going to be the Commanders. Now the roles were reversed, and it was the Bears put 40 on us. I'm I'm pretty numb right now. Like this has been the theme of this team so far throughout the four years here. I'm just gonna let you take it away because I just don't know. I just don't know at this point. Okay, so a few things with me. I wasn't like for, before this game even started. I was thinking about the Bears. They was about to lose their coach. They was playing for something. Um, I knew. I, I just had a feeling like even pre-process when they scheduled first release, I I put this game as a loss and the Eagles won as a win. Um, when I did my early schedule release, but I did not expect us to get embarrassed. <laughs> on the national TV. Like it, it, it was it was it was just a lot going wrong from coaching to defense to communication to drop balls. It, it was just everything was going wrong. Penalties, offensive line was actually pretty bad, I think. Not good. Uh, they was bad this game. Um sad to say I, they've been holding up not great, but better than they did this past week. All together was just pure embarrassment. Packed stadium. Even though it really wasn't commanders fans there, but that's a whole different topic. It was still a packed stadium. Like and for them to do absolutely nothing in that first half. Which is heartbreaking, like pure heartbreaking. Like offensively, couldn't get nothing going. Defensively, was like slow, like letting Justin Fields run down their throats. Like what? What did they practice these last few days? Like that's that's my question. That's my question. It was just a pure embarrassment. But I'm not going to like switch up how I'm feeling about the whole season because of the ah. Jack has to go. Like he has to. Like this. This is his final year of his contract. Like I've been saying all season, 
these players <laughs> have outplayed his scheme and they, he's, he's not taking like he's like laid back like it's like it is what it is with him he's still a good coach but like you can't just start every single season this slow and this season has been ridiculously slower than the past like i don't know what's going on like is he motivated like what what's going on with the players like too many first round picks on that defensive line for chase to be the only one showing up every week i gotta be honest with you um, I made a little bit of a parody pun last year with uh, Del Rio, called him Will Del Rio, with in spite of, you know, things that's not related to football. But it's time to really acknowledge um, this defense for four years here. This, And when you look at Del Rio's resume, Everything just fits what we've been seeing. This this defense is up and down. One year, they are a top five defense in almost every single category. And then the next year, they're giving up 30 points per game. Um, and it's, it's very inexcusable because coming into this season, Caleb, we saw this team as, hey, a young quarterback with a brand new offense, it's going, you know, it's going to have some lumps then and there. So we're going to have to lean on the defense to keep us in games. Now it's really, hopefully, the offense once it finds its gears, it can lead us to victory because the defense can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, we, I'm we, not going. I'm not going to go that far yet. I'm I'm close. I'm not going to go that far yet. I say halfway point, eight games. If they still look the same, then like. It's blow up mode. Like for me, I gotta give at least half of a season. Like I still believe something in me still has. I don't know what it is, but this defense is going to show up and show out still. Like I think one of the players is just gonna have to come up as a captain. Like like they gotta get it together, and I think they will. I'm not gonna sit there and sit. Ah, still think Del Rio gotta go after this year, but I don't think hope is gone on this season as of yet for that defense. It's way too much talent. They've started years prior down bad, but, like, not this down bad. But I think once a substitution, a key substitution is made, I think things will change on that defense. But at what point do we – I'm definitely disappointed, but I'm not giving up all the way yet. At one point, don't you get tired of this, though? Don't you get tired of having these That's why the Del Rio has to go. Like I said, this is last year of his contract, and I believe he should be gone, but I don't – like not like it's a lot of two and two teams across the NFL right now. So this upcoming weekend, it's going to be a lot of two and three teams. You think all those two or three teams are about to just give up? No, they're not. So I'm not going to give up. They're not giving up. I'm, 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 I'm definitely season. not saying give up on the season. I'm definitely not saying give up on the season. But I think by now, to your point, we know what Del Real is, and he's he cannot push the talent on this defense, nor some of the players that we have drafted, they have not really contributed as much to yeah, this team. Sometimes like, with coaching is not – it's about the relationship you build within coaching as well. Like, I don't see real, like, Del real like, vibing with any of the guys. Like, I don't see it. Like, he's always got that straight-up face stuck up. Like, I don't know. Maybe off-camera is different, but I don't believe it is. 
So I think they need a, new, a young energy, to, uh, a, um, a younger defensive coordinator, to, like to energize the players or something. Something new. Yeah, but we, the first thing we always say when we need a new defensive coordinator is always, oh, we need a young defensive coordinator. I don't – no, you need somebody that's going to put your players in the best position to make plays. You need somebody that has experience and a good resume. And when we look at Derrick through the years he's been a defensive coordinator, maybe outside of when he was first with Carolina and probably a couple years in Jacksonville. He has not been a consistent defensive coordinator. You have six first-round picks on front seven and a first-round pick in the back seven. And, of course, you know, Forbes is going to have some ups and downs, which I'm expecting. He's a he's a young player. I think he's going to be better as the season goes on. I'm definitely not going to give up on him. But the, the, the simple fact of keep consistently rotating our safeties um, – Terrible linebacker play, bad, and that's every single um, year. Every year, rotations are terrible on that side of the ball. Even when a defense is playing good, the rotations still be terrible. Plain and simple. I just. And how do you feel know. about people blaming this loss on Sam Howell? Why? I I, I don't understand that. Like, why? Why? I, I get look, I get it to an extent, but if you're really nitpicking like that, you you just you just really hate the kid and you never believe you never really believed in him, and that's why I have a problem when in fact, okay, we all understand that the offense played bad for the first half of football, too. We get it. The Bears had career high numbers and season high numbers in one game. I understand that, but we know where majority of the talent is on this team, and that's on the defense. So even though our offensive lineman got blowed up on a third and one like sneaky trick play by EB, I expected the defense to at least step up and make the adjustments necessary. But no, you let Justin Fields go downfield again and put up a three points, and they're up 10 nothing. And the crazy part about that's it is the same receiver that was getting beating us all game, the same receiver. You should never let a receiver put up over 200 yards in a game like that. Like, that is crazy. No safety help or nothing. And it's like a veteran. I got to give Kendall, I got to give him praise when he right and um, praise down him when he wrong. Like, I don't think this was Kendall Fuller's best game this year. He's been consistent. But Kendall Fuller, (laughs) DJ Moore was a little too much. Forbes, they had to do what they had to do at the end of the game. Um, that young buck still want to keep on balling, but Fuller like giving up three two touchdowns to DJ Moore like unacceptable. In, in in fairness though, Kayla, nobody played good in the secondary because you gave up two hundred thirty yards to one wide receiver, and he was That's the only wide receiver that caught the ball. The That's only wide receiver. Everything else was tight ends. That's. That's the part about it. And what makes it even worse, he should have had 300 yards because they took a touchdown away from him. He never touched out never of bounds. Never stepped out of bounds. And let's be honest. He never, never stepped out of bounds. So just, just to finish your point, I, I I find it weird that people are blaming Sam. mainly, And I think it's, it's mainly PTSD because they see him stat padding in a game that the defense tremendously put him down. Um. You have you have to find a way to get the ball, and 
you really couldn't run the ball because you were already out of sync offensively and defensively. So they had to throw it away. But 55 pass attempts is, is definitely a lot. Um, He took a lot of hits. I'm, I'm, I know you saw somewhere in the tail end of the game he did was limping and stuff. So that's something to watch um, coming to the Falcons game. But Sam was not, Sam so far, in my opinion, he's a young player at the quarterback position. He's going to make young quarterback mistakes, but he is not the biggest problem on this team. He is by far not the biggest problem. And I'm so happy after so many years of saying we have a quarterback problem. This is, I actually feel good that we don't have that problem any longer. He's still got stuff to grow on but you can see the maturity. You can see him fixing his flaws each week. That's a leader. That's a captain. You can see him making the necessary throws. Every quarterback throw interceptions, but one week he doesn't throw them, like a lot of them, and the next he may throw one or two. Like, that's just him. He's going to grow from that. Um, and, I, and I'm just confident in Sam. Like, in the fan base, like you said, is PTSD. They're so um, used to us recycling quarterbacks, um, quarterbacks getting hurt early, or just trading for old quarterbacks, or like they're just so used to that. Once something good is in the side, they don't know how to accept it. And I think as the year goes on, and as the seasons go on, that that will change within the fan base. But nothing's going to change within the fan base until the team is consistently winning. Point blank. Period. Now, if there's one thing to knock, and I have not watched the All Twenty Two yet because I. In my opinion, I refuse to watch that game. But we the the formula that almost helped us win the Eagles game by feeding Terry, that's something I would like Sam to do a little bit more consistently. And, and then that. also with EB, he has to use the run game, even though it may not be working. I've been seeing like one week he's consistent with it, the next week it just like disappears. Like you you gotta be um, consistent. And another thing I do want to bring up this will. And I've stated prior early season, all off season, that I do believe Ron is going to retire after this year, if not get fired, depending on the record, like late eight, maybe eight weeks, nine weeks, and depending on the record then. But I do think Ron will retire. I just don't – I don't think he has that passion anymore. Like, and I'm not going to knock the man, like, because I know he's human too. But you just got to step down. It's just time. It's time. I love you. You've been great, coach. Changed the culture. Players love you. But I think he just lost that passion. And I think he picked the right person to take over after him. But he still has to cut out some wrinkles, too, because EB has not been perfect all season either. But he's still new as well. So, Okay, so that last part you said, that might be a conversation for another pod. But the the, the question about – to answer your thing about running the ball, I definitely agree the running game should be a, a far more component to this team. But it's very hard to run the ball when your offensive linemen are getting killed by literally um, the bottom half of the worst defensive line in the league, and you're down seventeen nothing. So the prior to that, I'm talking about early a, in the game. Prior to that, you gotta keep. I mean, you ran the ball on third and one. You ran the ball on third and one, and then you got stuffed. And then your defense that don't mean that stop. That, that don't mean that don't mean quit doing it because that tires but, out the defense. I get that too, but 
one point, should we just realize that EB is not what everybody thought he was going to do? Like, EB comes from that Andy Reid system, and they are 65% pass, 35% run. So this, I'm just, I'm just really done talking about um, we should be running the football a little bit more. And even though I do agree with it, but at this point, this is this is that offense that we wanted. This is the offense we wanted for Sam. Um, and I think games are going to dictate when we're going to run the ball. We run the ball at a high efficient rate, but unless we're down by so many points and we start slow, that's when I think the running game really becomes a non-factor. It's also understandable, but as everybody has, they, they got 10 days. They all need to get it together. Point blank, period. Every single player needs to work on their craft. Every single coach needs to get better during this 10-day stretch. You cannot go out there against the Atlanta Falcons and lose. If you do that, you're just that postseason hope is just slipping right away. I still think we can probably sneak in because the um, NFC is kind of weak. Um, but I still think that this team is something special. So I'm not going to give up. I, I, week eight, if we're still looking the same, then things may change. But I give them at least week eight. Until week eight, this have my grade so far this season. But things have to get to change. Even though got blown out against the Bears, did you see anybody that stood out? Anybody? Nobody to me, stood I just got to give out credit to Sam Howell and Chase Young. Because they did no, ball. Chase sorry. was on, I'm Chase was out there dominating mm-hmm. kind of sorta. Eleven mm-hmm. pressures, like that's you gotta give credit when it's due. Like if any, you was any, only, any, any, anytime you got a 40 burger on your head and you can't stop one receiver and all they're doing is just throwing the deep ball on you and you can't adjust and you have to throw the ball 55 times and you really can't see the run game, nothing from that game impressed me. I'm not even looking back at it. I'm sorry. I'm not really trying to be negative. That's just how I feel. And I do understand. I, I get oh. it, the pressures and stuff. Deshaun also gave up uh, uh, contain a couple of times. Um, I could just point out a lot of things in that game, man. It's just it's too much. Yeah, they need to be in a film room like ASAP, plain and simple. And it's like in another and another thing, like the taint of running quarterbacks, that's always been a problem. Like that's always been a problem with this defense. With mobile quarterbacks, like they just let them run down their throats to the side. They need to send Jamin as a spy. Like I don't get why he's not spying more. Um, but that's to be determined. So moving forward to Atlanta, we're gonna about to close out this post post game show. Um, terrible loss against the Chicago Bears again Thursday night football, forty to twenty. Um, Commanders just came out flat, ended flat. Um, every field goal missed, kick like everything was just <laughs> going wrong. But shout out to the um, Bears, you know, for actually fighting on Thursday. Um, you know. Let's keep that game plan, game plan moving forward. Bears, see how that works out. But that's pretty much all I have for this episode. Anything you want to say? Uh, we're on to Atlanta, but I, I'll say this right now. The Atlanta game would have hurt me as much, but we lose to the Giants. 
Just take. <laughs> Not just take. Oh my goodness. If we, if we lose to the, I promise you, if we lose to the Giants, just tank. Because internet is going to be so unbearable when these two teams meet. And they are the 31st ranked offense. And you can't hold them to 10 points in 120 yards passing. It, it is going to be highly disgusting. And I cannot stomach it. Okay, we do got some interesting games tomorrow. Any any games you're looking forward to watching? The 49ers and um I've really been kind of going back and forth who I think will win this matchup. I, that's why I haven't really decided a winner in my sense. I mean, I technically did, but it's mainly based on my bias. But this can definitely be a game where you know Dallas has an opportunity to steal a win. Um, I, I like to see, you know, Brock Purdy against this defense again, and he gets that pass rush. That's that's going to be the matchup and game I want to see. Yeah, I want to see if that secondary continues to hold up because they did pretty well last week. The Cowboys, um, per se, and with Diggs going down, um, the secondary actually held up pretty well. So if they continue that going, it should be a close game. But I still got the 49ers edging them over. Um, by three. Um, another matchup I think would be interesting would be Philly versus the Eagles. Like I think that not <laughs> the Eagles versus the Rams. The Eagles versus the Rams. Like the Rams is a sneaky, I think mid team, but they're sneaky right now. And Stafford is hot, yeah. and they're getting Cooper Cup back, and they got that 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 wide receiver that's just going off early this season. Like I think. If they stick to their game plan, it may be Philly's first loss. And then also another good game should be like the Ravens versus the Steelers. Um, it's actually good to see that Kenny Pickett is back healthy because I didn't think he would play this game. Um, I just hope that that offense does something because they're having. I they should have gotten rid of Matt Canada, but that defense is still pretty solid. They uh, they had a rough week last week, but that defense is still solid all across the board. So, the Ravens are getting a few of their weapons back, so that should be a good game also. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, and you know, Dolphins by 40. Um, that's the agenda, Dolphins by 40. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's already a loss in their book, right? Yeah. Well, let's, let's be honest. If the Dolphins let the Giants beat them bad, do you think that's worse than our loss? I think if the Giants win overall, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad for us. Because then we're when we play the Dolphins, we're gonna get blown out, and then they have a competitive game. No, I'm not gonna say that's you know we play up to competition, so we'll play good against the Dolphins and play bad against a team like the Giants. You know, I I seen I seen this this tweet, and it really resembles everything about what I saw Thursday. It was this team was talented enough to beat anyone, but also undisciplined to lose everyone. 
that's definitely true. And another thing that I is. still keep saying in the off season of still, I said it last week also, another big loss was Chris Harris. Like they need to find themselves a better DB coach. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, yep. it's that he, he, he played a big role. He did a lot for years in the small things also. If you don't fix the small things, the picture is not going to be perfect. You're right. Well, that wraps up this post-game show. It's 40-20. Commanders lost to the Chicago Bears. We do play again in nine days. Again, eight days against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, let's see if we can go ahead and pull off a win. Um, just put us back at 500. You can follow me on Twitter, kpal0922. And don't forget, it's not the Eagles' time. It's not the Cowboys' time. It's not the Giants' time. It's always command time. Closes out, DT. You guys can follow me at Dean Cleveland Jr. and at Darius Rex on Twitter, uh, the Ends and on the podcast. And with that being said, this is Command Time with Kalen DT, presented by Double FSN. We'll see you guys later for the Falcons pregame show. Got me feeling so free.